<laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. One step at a time, don't be living on the line. I don't need a friend, I got morbid on the mind. Sunshine in my brain, making everyone complain. Radio in the heart, don't be being so strange. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Banzer Banzer. Happy 4th of July to you. I know it's a few days early, but I'm going to just go ahead and just get that little celebratory phrase out of the way. Yep. And good night to you as well. Sleep well. Have a great shortest podcast ever. We win. Da 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 da. But in seriousness, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. I am one of your hosts, Aaron, and as always, I'm joined by my two delightful chums, Manny. Right here. And Mike. Ayo. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Uh, Not much. Just, like, really juiced to watch one of my favorite Fourth of July movies, eat some hot dog, then maybe, maybe burn some illustrious fireworks. As far as uh, holiday movies goes, there is a plethora of them in multiple uh, holiday genres. Uh, for Fourth of July, I think there's really only one, though, right? There's really only one Fourth of July movie, really. Oh, is, is go this ahead where and John McClane saved I mean, the world? No, I mean he saved the world enough. Is it the seminal masterpiece by Matt Stone and Trey Parker, Team America, World Police? <laughs> I mean, is it well, where somebody a... loses a ball that had uh, some some lady written on it, like baby something, baby Ruth? Uh, the candy bar, or the baseball player. The well, movie the baseball player is Babe Ruth. The... Baby oh, Ruth yeah, is Babe the candy Ruth. bar. Baby Ruth is the candy bar. That, okay, that, yeah, that you're place right. called the. It's like a. It's it's a lot, and it's like sandy, and kids Walmart. play sports on it, and I don't I don't know what the movie's called. Sandra uh, Bullock. So the the one the one I'm thinking about, of course, uh, y'all are the listeners probably already know. Uh, Independence Day. Oh shoot. You know, I really wasn't thinking about that one. But you're right, that, that's a good one. That's a pretty good one. I mean, because it takes place on the 4th of July, or at least the, the climax of the movie does. Right, but you already you already know from the conversations we've had personally, and I'm, I'd imagine, no, yeah, we did touch upon it uh, a few episodes back. Uh, my choice for a favorite Christmas film is also just as cynical as my 4th of July choice. So, like I picked Bad Santa for Christmas... <laughs> uh, Fourth of July rolls around, and I'm watching Team America. Okay, well, I can I can get behind Team America because that is a movie that is just very American, very America in your face kind of machismo, lots of explosions, liberty fighting terrorists. Yeah, so weird that's puppet fights, weird and puppet weird fights, puppet weird everything. Scenes. That film is very unusual. It definitely fits America's need. To be the aggressor from our current situation in this day, we uh, really want to just uh, throw them fisticuffs up and push people around, you know? Let us blow up Big Ben and blow up the Sphinx and blow up the Eiffel Tower. And Well, you know what it, you know what it is like, too? Uh, do you remember the Black Friday trilogy from South Park? Yes. Yeah, well, I guess it just sort of fell into line with that. 
That's my Thanksgiving thing. Nice. That and Freebirds, I think is the name of the movie. We actually talked about this way back in the day. But I think that, that movie I was thinking of is called Freebirds. Just like like the Tex-Mex eatery. Is that the song that's really long that everybody screams that everybody screamed at graduations in the Oh 90s? yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I want a free bird, put it in my mouth. Eat it up, eat it up. Can I have another? Galileo, Galileo. <laughs> she only says burritos. No, please don't let me stop you. Keep going. No, that's all I had. That's all you so, had. So what else do you do for 4th of July? Uh, well, you know, eat copious amounts of uh, grilled foods, uh, burgers, hot dogs, um, Lay's, Lay's barbecue potato chips. Drink, uh, you, you know, you drink, you drink beer. You uh, socialize with friends and family. Maybe go to the lake. Those are some of the, you know, pretty stereotypical Fourth of July celebrations. Do you partake in any Doritos? Particularly oh, the Cool Ranch, or as our foreign audience may call them, Cool American. Did they really call them Cool American? Oh yeah, look it up. That's pretty awesome. They also like to have American parties, so they might be indulging in. The stereotypical American party, where they drink from red Solo cups, have popcorn, and wave little plastic American flags around. Yeah, but apparently outside of the country, ranch dressing is a type of American dressing because it's not common elsewhere. That's like Dr. Pepper, too. (sighs) I don't know how people don't want to enjoy Dr. Pepper. Wait, do you think if... Well, that's because pepper is slang for prostitute. It's because they say it tastes like prune juice. Well, there was an ad campaign in Great Britain where uh, they were using that slogan, I'm a pepper. But since in the UK that can be interpreted as prostitute, it didn't carry over too well. Have you guys ever seen the uh, list of the 23 ingredients that's in Dr. Pepper? No, and I don't care to. Oh, you should. It's actually incredibly interesting. I want to not know that there's sodium benzoate in there. So, well, no, it's not. I don't think it's the chemicals that are in there. It's just, it's it's flavors like, you know, spices and... Like prunes. Extracts and... Yeah, prune, prune is in there. That's why they say it tastes like prune juice. I don't think they've had proper prune juice, but... I don't think they've had any sort of prune juice if they think it tastes like prune juice. I mean, prune juice has a very distinct flavor. They just need some cranberry juice. That's the best juice there is, in my opinion. Hey, guys. So one of the things and one of the, I think, fundamental rights that we get as Americans is the ability to kind of voice our concerns. And something that listeners that we were going through over here was the wonderful website of change.org and you know usually it it's a great site to kind of spread awareness and advocacy about certain you know certain things that are kind of problems in our country or just things that need to be addressed and while there are a lot of great ideas being brought up by people you know having others try and support that petition and get some recognition about it there are also some really odd curveballs there yet another example of how some things have a dark side to them right so aaron you you had looked at one of them that you wanted to bring up yeah 
we have had a chance to look at several of them, and there are quite a few hilarious ones that we're going to share with you. One of them that I just, I think, plays a little bit into how some people feel like they're entitled for media that did not satisfy them. Prime example right now would be uh, there's a lot of flack going towards Star Wars. I know we've mentioned that a few times on this podcast, but a new one has arisen, and this is very much old news at this point. The season eight finale of Game of Thrones, and even certain several actual episodes of season eight, not just the finale, was met with such disapproval that those disgruntled fans took to change.org and signed a petition for HBO to remake the season eight in its entirety with, quote, competent writers. I'm offended these people haven't coughed up the money to pay for the rewriting of all those episodes. Well, as it stands right now, this petition has one over 1.5 million signees. If wow. they all chipped in $1 a piece, they would barely be able to cover half of the cost for episode one. Yeah, well, people don't think about that. They don't think about production costs or or schedules or families or other projects. They just, they're dissatisfied with the given product and they are really honestly just, pardon me for saying this, they're just being whiny little twats about it. Oh, wow, shots Yeah, fired. no, I don't, I don't like to use... This was the day we lost all of our Games of Thrones yeah, fans. Yeah, um, because Bye, guys. the Russo... The Russo brothers have been not the Russo brothers. Sorry, that's uh, that's the Avengers. The D and D guys. The D and D. I don't uh, know their actual names. I don't know their uh, Gary Gygax. <laughs> Gary Gygax wrote all of the episodes, and they said, "Gary, you suck." I think it's like Dave and DB something. They're two. They're not brothers. They're two different people. Uh, Dave they, and David Barry. They've been on Dave the board. and Buster's. <laughs> Dave and Buster's. Does yeah, a horrible busting. job at making Game of Thrones because they there's just some know buster. video games. There's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they now these these gentlemen have been writing this show since season one. So so many people have just forgotten the fact that they gave us seven wonderful seasons, and that season eight, sure, it had its problems, and I'm not going to defend some of the well, choices they made because from, I would have changed a few things too. From what I understand, the f- they pretty much had to build whatever they could off of George R. R. Martin's uh, notes about how he intended to end the series. Right. And even then and George R. R. Martin has said that, you know, the ending to game of Thrones won't be similar. It will have some similarities, but it'll differ in other ways. We're going to find out that Starbucks was indeed in Westeros. The way they were able to actually write the end of the season, like do season eight, was they had to guess the actual ending of the book that he had in his brain. And they guessed it, which is what he, what Mr. Martin needed to see, say, sure thing, dudes, you guys can finish writing uh, the thing as you want because you know how the ending's actually going to be. Like the ending ending. Years from now, the writers are going to go to the top of the mountain where George R. R. Martin lives and visit him in his hut. And they're going to ask, so what was it with the ending? And he's going to poke at their sternums and be like, 
The ending was in you the whole time. Ooh, I thought he was going <laughs> to drop dead before he actually got to say anything to them. Or he's going to be facing off of, uh, standing at the edge of a cliff facing outward, and they're going to show up and hand him his lightsaber, and that'll roll credits. And then they're going to have to slay him, because there can only be one evil Sithy person, right? What are you guys on about? <laughs> I was going off of... Uh... We're trying to get the American flag in here. You got a purple lightsaber and a blue one and a red one and a green one and somewhere in there that I really is don't the know American what Mike flag. Was going on about good grief. I think my well, I think my gag just got smothered in whatever the hell that was. No, it's it's fine. I think so. To, in closing with the Game of Thrones petition, D and D has been approached by Disney to uh, make a old Republic trilogy of movies. For Star Wars. And now that people have seen season eight, they don't want the Russo brothers any... Sorry, I did it again. Wow. Not the they Russo brothers. They don't want Dave and Buster. They don't want, they don't want Dave and Buster to anywhere near Star Wars. They don't want Dave and Buster's all up in their Star Wars. They'd rather have main event handling all of their business for Star Wars. Because main event is a better version of Dave and Buster's if you're a goofball. Well, they also they have bowling and anything. Oh well, no wait, Manny hates bowling. I, I don't. I don't think personally <laughs> that Dave and Buster's is worse than Main Event. I'm just saying there are people. I like both establishments. They're that. fine. Their video game selection is much smaller. Their indoor putt putt is mediocre at best. But they do have bowling and they do have a rock climbing wall. So those are bonuses. I say that Dave should ditch Buster. And basically team up with the only person he could trust, and that is himself. I vote for Double Dave's. Yes. They do make a good pizza, but I was hoping you were going to say Dave was going to hang out with Ave and kind of pull like a Mike and Ike thing and make it even better by being Dave and Ave. But Ave is a kind of a rogue, and he's... Kind of aggravated Dave the Barbarian several times so far. I don't think they'd get along too well unless you send them on their own solo adventure. Kind of like in Star Trek. You know when they have an episode with like two specific characters that are sort of an odd couple? And they hate each other when they start, but by the end of it, they're okay with one another. And the best part about the odd couple is that one of them was what I would claim the wild card. And everybody needs a wild card on their team, right? Somebody to cut the brakes randomly while you're hauling gas around to sell it door to door. You also need a reverse card. And maybe a skip. Ooh, uh, draw four? Definitely. Always have at least one draw four up your sleeve. And the five pieces of Exodia. Well, duh. That's just a given. Mike, what did you find on this wonderful, wonderful change website? Well, you know, I... Did a little digging, and when I considered the fact that this 4th of July, I'm going to pull out my at least 10-year-old Roman candles and see if I don't blow off a hand by lighting them up. Nothing says 4th of July like third-degree burns. Yeah, hey, I've got to keep my lovely fire department and ambulance crews busy on this night where they are hopefully getting paid two and a half times. Unless Just they're aggravating San Marcos, aren't we? Unless they're volunteer firefighters and then my heart goes out to them for having to work on such a holiday. But I will also have to do that because it is on a Wednesday and 
I'm only getting a day off, and that breaks my heart. But what I did find was something that kind of spurs the green lightsaber in me to speak about it. We, for too long... The jolly green lightsaber? The jolly green lightsaber. We, for too long, have put our trust in the bald eagle to show the epitome of America. And if anybody's done any research on eagles, the bald eagle is like a mouse when compared to the Australian eagle, which would be like an elephant. And obviously a mouse doesn't invoke dominance in America. It it shows you as a weak, tiny creature in comparison to something that is at least 20 times the size and would totally wipe the bald eagle like that right out of the air and munch on its brains in a split second. So I have to agree that Shrek needs to be the new national bird. I know it sounds a little weird because Shrek isn't a bird, but Shrek is a foundation of America. And he has would be been a flightless bird. He'd be a flightless bird like a penguin. Shrek definitely represents our great nation more than a mere bald eagle. I mean, first, he's already bald, so that works. And that bald eagle isn't really bald. It just has a white head. This would also show the international community that choosing something that represents their country as a whole is great for showing change for the better. We, the people of America, deserve something much better than a mere bird as the symbol that represents free-thinking prosperity. Shrek is that thing. What did Shrek do? He came from the swamps, and he was ugly. And then he defeated a king and then married a princess, thus instilling himself as a monarch. He also defeated a dragon. Well, kind of. Well, technically, the way monarch rules work, he'd only be the consort to the princess. And, you know, that's fine. Because we would still have a monarch. And that's what we need to be the freedom-loving America that we should be. To have a monarchy, right? It's the best way to show that we are free-thinking and focused on prosperity. By creating a monarchy with a princess. By adopting the the ideology of the land that we left in the first place. Duh. Isn't that how this is supposed to work? Uh, well, democracy has worked for us for over 200 years. I mean, it's, it's, it's sloppy, but it's, you know, it seems to work for the most part. Look, let's focus on some other things that make Shrek a great object to switch as our national bird. Sure. Our, our, Donkey! Our national focus. Uh, the... The symbol that is America. What is Shrek? Shrek is green. Shrek is a monster. He's not white. He's not black. He's not Asian. He's not Indian. He's not any ethnicity. He is the epitome of non-ethnicity. Which shows that we should be loving everybody. He's so diverse. He is so diverse. The most diverse. He has layers like an onion. See? See? Nailed it right there. Onion. Layers. America. America has layers. By being green, he doesn't connect with anybody other than Kermit. And maybe, like, two other sock puppets or anime characters. I think uh, Kermit the Frog even has a song called Being Green. Yeah, it's hard being green. And Shrek would definitely agree with being green is difficult. Because, you know, he got... uh, 
militia into going and finding a princess because the king was too lazy to do it. Look, I also want to accept the fact that everybody's going to say things like, Shrek is not a bird. But that represents just a focused ideology on being a bird for our national image. Anything can be our national image. Much like the American flag could be any flag. I would love for us to drop the the whole uh, state bird, state flower kind of thing and just sort of go hog wild. State character, state object. I think a big gas guzzling 7x7 seven seven Dodge 29,000 <laughs> diesel steam pipe I think the the, <laughs> the Ford F two fifty would make a great national flower for Ohio. Be perfect. I mean, it, it does use a little bit of uh, biodiesel, and Ohio makes corn, right? Well, I like that idea. Just go pick a wild bunch of F Ford F one fifties off the highway. <laughs> Catch them in the wild. Oh, look man. at that! I have sixteen new vehicles. Just get get your get your uh, your lasso out and uh, wrangle a few on the open plains. That's got to be a big a, a bucking, big lasso. Now, unfor- unfortunately, you shouldn't be catching Broncos because they're not Ford, and that would not work well. Broncos are endangered vehicles. Oh, so much. So much American imagery. Actually, that kind of brings me to the one I was looking at. Uh, This is an old one. This one was followed by something like 15,000 people, almost 16,000. This was a petition from a few years ago to our former president, Barack Obama. It brings to light the NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick had been under fire for refusing to stand during the performance of our country's national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Because of the injustices occurring in the United States of America, the 49er player disagrees with the message being conveyed by Francis Scott Key's lyrics. The obvious solution would be to rid our nation of the injustices Kaepernick was protesting. However, that would take a lot of hard work and determination that we clearly haven't been capable of to this point. No, gosh, I want the laziest, easiest route. Let's just change something. So instead, I suggest to President Barack Hussein Obama that we change the national anthem to Ted Poley and Tony Harnell's more upbeat, less controversial Escape from the City, as featured in the smash hit video game Sonic Adventure 2. Oh man, I actually, I like this idea already. Can we get a quick snippet of this uh, great song that they've chosen? Tell us, America, would you rather be reminded of the constant violence and threats faced by the soldiers of 1812 to get this still divided point in U.S. history, or be set free by the rush of danger lurking around every turn as you follow your rainbow at the speed of sound? It's your call, America. Follow me. Set me free in pursuit of changing the national anthem to this beloved classic tune. While controlling a hedgehog that... Uh, breaks every law of physics and gravity that has ever been established 
<laughs> well, it sounds to me like we should stop sitting on our tails and get up ha! and make this tails. Happen. Oh, I can do that too. That's uh, Sonic. That's Sonic sidekick. Big the cat. Hey guys, let's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> God, stupid. Let's. But Boy, yeah, you really, it, you know, it's. You really knuckled down on that one, didn't you? Maybe. Metal Sonic. Get it? Maybe. Knuckles? Maybe. Knuckles? I, it, that's a possibility. I could have done you know that. But you know what? I, I suppose I understand what the petition is probably doing, and it's in a roundabout way. Just kind of... Hey, I think South Park took a pass at this. Uh, if you remember, I don't know, it was a, a few seasons ago when they had started off by changing the national anthem and they decided to have it remade by J.J. Abrams. I mean, I do enjoy things that J.J. Abrams does. Uh, I haven't indulged in all of his stuff, but I have not been disappointed. Pointing out that we sort of try and always find the easy answer. And, you know, while this is, like, hilarious, you know, the problem still needs to be addressed. But I am still down to stand up for Escape from the City. I think I could get behind that. Right? It's, it's got pretty, everything. It's, it's a pretty catchy song. It, it's got some uplifting lyrics. It reminds you, know. you of Sonic running from a giant semi that's uh, well over two lanes wide. It also also can you just can you just imagine a crowd of people at a sporting event singing the song in unison with each other, <laughs> hands over their heart? I would definitely love to see uh, Christina Aguilera sing it and then get some of the lyrics wrong, and then her being put on blast later for it. Was that who did that, or I thought that was Ashley Simpson? No, I think when you're when you mean Ashley Simpson, she was the one who uh, wound up being oh, found she was to lip sync in the worst possible way. They they picked a different track when she wasn't expecting it, so that was kind of a rad way to bring that to light. Yeah, but no, that's a uh... yeah. City Escape, come on, guys, let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. Sign it right now. Done and done. Can we get Sonic uh, mods to make Shrek be in Sonic Adventures? Oh, wait, if Shrek is supposed to be the national bird, can he be Tails? Exactly. Like, I'm I'm talking like the great (laughs) combo. Have the national image and the national anthem all in one spot. All in one convenient package. Hey, and blue and green are pleasant colors to look at. They really are. I feel like we now need to update the flag to make it, instead of white stars and stripes, make them green. Because Sonic is blue and Shrek is green. You know. Oh, wait, but we still have Knuckles. So that's still. It, and there's your red. red, white, and green. But what about Sonic? Where's the blue? We, we'll just we'll throw in a few green stripes. A few green red, stripes. Red, green, and blue. No, no, no. We keep, we keep the white stars. Because, you know, Sonic and Knuckles have white gloves. There are white stripes. You can toss those out and put some green in there. Yeah, the stripes are green, green and red. The stars are white with the blue background. So we get all the colors because the white is the gloves that they all seem to wear. Are there any flags that are all those colors at once? Very possible. It is highly, highly possible. I don't know my global flags to make that statement. I don't know most of my state flags for, to even read that statement for red blue green and yellow no no that those those are colors in the color wheel blue yeah blue white red green blue white red green blue white red green just those four 
I'm pretty sure there is a flag out there that has all of those colors all in one. And no additional colors, just those four colors. But hey, let's not worry about that right now. We have to focus on getting these two things corrected. Our national anthem and our national symbol. Once we achieve yeah, that right. goal, we can focus on fixing the flag. It's time for a rebirth, everyone. You heard them, listeners. If you want to support this very noble cause, just go to change.org and search for those petitions and support it. Let's rebirth America into something better. Something greater than we were. Or something, just something. The new democracy. America. The, the new democracy. democracy. The democracy. You have a voice, the, so use it. The, the bigliest <laughs> democracy. And please vote. Yes, please vote. Please do vote. Speaking of things that America needs but doesn't have, I took a trip to Canada a while back, and I came across some Lay's potato chips that I couldn't get in the States, and it broke my heart just a little bit, because these were amazing It's not the cool American again, right? Because that's just cool ranch. No, no, it was not. One of them was ketchup-flavored potato chips. The other one that I really, really want is bacon poutine. Now, for those of you who have never had poutine... It right, is, please explain that to me. That sounds like a dirty thought right there. It, it, it totally sounds like a dirty thought. But if you took chili fries and made it like ten times better, that is what poutine is. It is French fries smothered in cheese curds and ground meat and gravy and bacon and all the other delicious fixings you could probably think of. Sir, Some my arteries chives. are clogged just by hearing that. Oh, and by is... gravy, he means brown gravy. Yeah, oh, it is so delicious. Like, it is the best appetizer to split between six people because you get just enough to want more before your main course shows up. You know, like in South Park. An appetizer is that thing that you eat to make yourself more hungry. That is what poutine is. It makes you excited for the rest of the food that's about to hit the table. Ugh. Huh. I mean, I, I, sure. I put worse in me. These chips, are, I think it's a delicious flavor. I don't know why they're afraid to try and sell them in America. Because this sounds like an American food. I mean, we're the. Could you order them off of Amazon? We're the land of like fried Oreos and Twinkies and fried ice cream. I know. Come on, just have bring you, it. Have you seen the Fourth of July American Oreo cookies? Give it to my face. With with uh, pop rocks in the middle. So when oh, you're really? eating it, no, it goes. No, I haven't. Pop, 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 what? Pop. Yeah. Put it into my feeding hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. No, that sounds that sounds awful, but. It's, I'm interested. They're, they're actually, they're really good. It's not like an obsessive amount of pop pop rocks in there. It, like, it's just enough to give you that little, like, you get a few pops as you're eating it, but not, like, dumping a whole container in. I would say maybe in the, the big family size pack of, like, 60 Oreos, there is a total of two packages of pop rocks mixed into the cream filling. So it's not... A large amount but it like it works man it works and they've got the since the icing is white uh i think the little pop rocks that they put in there are blue and red so it kind of dyes the cream filling right around it yeah it's huh gotta say it's a, a, a staple 
that one should have if they are going to a 4th of July party. Somebody should bring some of those 4th of July Oreo Pop Rock cookies. It's a Chris Stapleton. <laughs> nice. It's a swing line stapler. So, uh, in closing, guys, I thought I'd uh, fire off a few petitions that I found that were, I thought, at least chuckle-worthy. Some ones that we have shared together, and I just want to kind of get uh, y'all's, your hot takes on them. Uh, first one, uh, shared by Mike, the one you shared a little while ago, the uh, petition to change the name of Cracker Barrel to Caucasian Barrel. Yeah, I like that it's coming from the not white person because that makes it seem better for me. Um, you you brought it up, not not the white guy. Right. So <laughs> here's the, the the meat in this this Cracker Barrel. Uh, I say all of us European Americans start protesting Cracker Barrel. It uses an offensive slur and it is deeply offensive and mocks our long and proud heritage. The name is offensive. Their logo stereotypes European-Americans as people who sit on chairs and lean against what appears to be a bourbon barrel, claiming we are all a bunch of alcoholics. What? Sure, they'll say it's a cracker barrel, but <laughs> everyone knows crackers don't come in barrels. They come in bags and boxes. Change the name of cracker barrel to Caucasian barrel. After all, white people should have something to be offended by, too. <laughs> I guess he's never seen an... Wow an oyster cracker that comes in a giant barrel. I think this guy doesn't understand how crackers show up to America. Plus, I don't I don't know why this has to be a bourbon barrel. I'm looking at the logo right now. It's uh it's an unassuming barrel. It's not even marked. At least if it was going to be alcoholic, they would have put 3 Xs on it. Like the right, it could have standard had, it could have had anything. Like the standard uh 8, eight 19 early 1900s could have been Disney wine. videos movie. Could have just been drives. water. I mean, we are we are down in the south. Sheesh. This is country cooking. You you need water, otherwise you can die. That guy's just upset that he doesn't know how to take back the name Cracker. Own yeah, it. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's meaning by us European Americans. I guess is that Europeans that have come over here to live in America? Maybe I don't. Well, it's right, because most, uh, you have to, most Caucasian I, lineages come from peoples Europe, who came sure, sure. from overseas. Which is ironic sure. because uh, the Caucasus are not in Europe. They're in the Middle East. So to call yourself Caucasian is a, an incorrect definition. Don't hold me to that. I'm making an assumption, but uh, I I'd love to visit the country of, of Caucasia. It's I'd also really love nice. to visit There's the nation of Hispan. There's water, and there's land, and there's people, and they breathe air. It. They have air. Hispanic. Some of them do not. <laughs> they have two eyeballs and a nose with two nostrils, a mouth. <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on to another one that I found uh, amusing that you shared, Mike, was the um, change the uh, Israeli kind of guerrilla street fighting style known as Krav Maga to Jew Jitsu. That's J-E-W Jitsu. I think that person that suggested that is just an anti-Semite. Right? I've been playing South Park The Stick of Truth and one of the classes is the Jew and that's one of your special abilities. Jiu Jitsu. That's hilarious. I'm entertained but I... I do not enjoy the fact that somebody feels like they need to use 
uh, a religion and an ethnicity as a, a rude statement. The best part about this this petition is the picture that's attached to it. It's got like a a, a rabbi kind of in like a crouching tiger stance, wearing um I forgot the name of the hat the specific hat. Yamaka. Um, no, it's not a yamaka. It's a um it's kind of like a squat top hat. Oh right. It's not okay. Not quite a top hat. I forgot the name of the hat. But um, so you mean the thing the shriners like, wear? Sure, I think so. It's just, I mean, go, go, if anything else, just go to change.org and look at it just for the picture. Don't actually sign it because uh, that would make me personally upset. I may not be Jewish, but to use a religion and a a faith and an ethnicity as cause to attack or jokingly attack them is is unfair. And and, uh, it has been stated that this is just a joke. Good. I'm glad that they made that it, they stated it was a joke. I mean, it's 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 low hanging fruit, but yeah, they they have announced that it was a joke, and not to be taken seriously. They weren't trying to be racist or anything. I mean, I think it's hilarious myself, but not for. Uh, I just I, I like wordplay a lot, and uh, this just tickles my funny bone, but not in like a crass racist way. Jeez. It's just. Yeah. The, the longer you have to explain yourself, the more racist you sound. Well, you know, I like to be clear and transparent with people. I'm not racist, but I can count the number. I don't want to fall into. I don't want to fall into hand. a pit. So, um, and that's the day that we lost all of our Krav Maga listeners. Hey, actually, there's Krav Maga that's taught in our city, and I've actually thought about taking. And it. now I have to hang up because you lost. That me is too. a. That's a brutal. That's a brutal form of. Of martial art. It, it is, if I understand the term correctly that somebody shared with me, Krav Maga is the art of breaking bones. Yeah, it is. It's just the art of breaking your opponent. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think Krav Maga is taught to a lot of our U.S. operatives, yes. like our it, soldiers. It is, it is fast. Especially special forces. It is a quick way to disarm and disable an opponent. And that is important if you are defending yourself or absolutely sneaking into a foreign country to rescue somebody or to steal secret information from a military base or you know acquire plutonium nuclear grade weapon things or oh, I thought trying it was to, to trying to like putain. you don't have to do that the canadians are very nice they will allow you to have it for a small nominal fee at But any what restaurant. if you're trying to take it from somebody who's hoarded it all that isn't Canadian. Mm, they'll probably give you a recipe. I don't know. I don't I don't believe it. They're going to have to hand it over first. They will. They will. Don't worry. Ask nicely. Don't punch them in the throat. Being polite works. So, a uh, couple more here before we close. Unload, unload the clip, are you? Yeah, just, you know, all, all 15 bullets plus the one he put in the chamber. Just click, 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 nope, click, click, actually... click, 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 click. I did find a list of 15 of the funniest or worst, is it, most hilarious petitions. I haven't even touched that list yet. This, uh, the next two will be from that list, though. So, um... <laughs> the pet- I'm not gonna unload the whole what? clip. Just two of the bullets from the Well, 15, I mean, we've already... And, and I'll skip the other five bullet clip that I put in the chambers. Well, we've already peppered the listeners with several bullets. 
in the ear hole. So let's just just a couple more, just to make sure they're down. <laughs> just to make sure they're dead. Yes, yes, please. Yeah. Let's, let's finish killing our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> if they haven't, d- if they haven't unsubscribed by now, they will before this episode finishes. <laughs> now, I think our listeners have thicker skin than that. All right, so here's a here's a petition: shut down Rotten Tomatoes. That's Rotten Tomatoes, the film critiquing website. Why? Because people don't like being told that their movies suck. Well, I watched Godzilla King of Monsters, and it was great. Matthew Broderick did a great job of showing me dinosaur eggs and watching the Velociraptor hatch, and then he got eaten. Great great movie everyone should go see it go ahead pull pull the trigger a few more times for us okay yep so rotten tomatoes i guess what it boils down to is not everyone agrees with rotten tomatoes and there's been several times where i haven't agreed with it as well but getting it shut down is kind of laughably my vote is that we replace everything with metacritic and yelp metacritic is what i usually use uh this petition did get a few signers though it got over 22,000 supporters, and they needed 25, I guess, to hit the next stretch goal, I so guess. So a medium-sized like city agrees with this person. And by medium size, I mean they have maybe seven stoplights. What would stop them from just shutting down the site, using money to buy a new site, then starting the racket over again and be like... We, the people who worked on Rotten Tomatoes, now have this other website called uh stinky dinkers sold stinkydinkers.com is our new movie critique site uh, i'm gonna go on the internet and purchase it now <laughs> stinkydinkers.com no stinkydinkers.uk <laughs> i will totally write some movie reviews with you guys on that if stinkydinkers.org no that's where the rotten tomato people are gonna go Oh, okay. Once they get shut down by the government because Stinky the ding. this powerful change.org petition apparently has so many followers. They are gone. They are gonzos, guys. Kiss kiss them tomato scores goodbye. They're heading off into the sunset. Those rotten tomatoes are about to be squashed. Okay, last one. Alright, this one <laughs> is a sequel to the Rotten Tomatoes one. This one's even more ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, number 14. The petition is to shut down the people who wanted to shut down Rotten Tomatoes. I'll sign that one. So that's just... uh, So it's like, do you guys remember um, that movie, Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Basically the very very first big Pee-wee Herman movie? Yes. Is is that the one one where he sat on a chair? That's the one where he does the weird dance about the tequila. Yeah, on top of the bar. It's the one where he basically travels all over America to try to get to... And he um, had a word of the day, and, like, everybody went wild if they said it. No, that's the... Really, right. That was a really That's good the movie. show. That's the show. The movie, the movie, movie is quite a bit different from the show. Best In fact, movie ever. The, the, movie, the movie did not feature any of his talking, moving furniture, right. I do not believe. The movie, was, the movie was live action, but he was too creepy when they did their first uh, version of him, and they had to go back to the drawing board. Because people reacted so poorly. Wait, is that and the one where he got caught in the movie him. theater masturbating? Watching a, an X-rated movie? No. 
I Ooh, I did I did hear about that. Shucks. I'm not sure what movie he was watching though. So the main reason I bring it up is because there's a scene where he's talking to I, I an acquaintance of his. I don't necessarily want to call it a friend. Well, they get into an argument about something, and it basically devolves into "I know what you are, but what am I?" Basically, them saying that, repeating that to each other over and over in each other's face. So I kind of feel like this is the the petition equivalent of that. <laughs> Like, they want to shut down the people who tried to shut down Rotten Tomatoes? Like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? How are you going to shut down the people? Like, what does shut down the people mean? I mean, it's a result of... It's a res, it's all a result of our society, though. I mean, you, you get tired of hearing people complain about something, and you start complaining about their complaining, so you can make them stop complaining. It's all right. It's only a matter of time before a petition shows up. To shut down the people who are telling the people who to shut down Rotten Tomatoes, shut down, and you know it'll all come full circle. Right, right. So it's just ridiculous. But hopping back on to um, to uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure for just a minute. Uh, Holy crap! Did, is that where we're going? Did large? Yeah, we're gonna spend did a half large hour Marge. On. You ready? Did no, 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 no. I just uh, two two things about it. One, did large Marge give you guys nightmares too? No. 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 Okay. I guess maybe I watched that at the at a tender, impressionable age, and it uh, maybe uh, harder to go to sleep yeah, that's, for a couple of nights. I mean, that probably could have been it. I didn't actually see the film until I was maybe in middle school, a little bit later. Yeah. No, I saw that movie when I was um, eight. All right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so that I saw like it very kind of early. It was I remember it perfectly. It was at a um, that's a good way to shatter. In Aaron fact, psyche. it was it was weird. Um, it was a I went to a friend's slumber party in the neighborhood I lived in, and in the neighborhood of Maple we had a double feature. We watched. I kid you not. This is a bunch of eight to ten year olds. We watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Great movie. The reason I don't like sitting on porta potties anymore. Yeah, right, and um, so that movie was so frightening. That one did did numbers on me too. Uh, they decided to start with, to end with something light to kind of make everyone calm down a little bit. So we watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and then Large Marge happens. So it, it kind of re it jump-started my nerves again. So. And here, I thought you were going to say that you watched the movie, made-for-TV movie, Stephen King's It. No. Really, Mike? Anything involving, anything involving clowns the, terrifies The me, reason though. you don't sit on porter potties is because of the killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, not because of the gross the... things that people do. No, because I don't want a clown jumping up on the and like party. literally eating. Yeah, a right. Junk and let's bum. let's totally go off of the complete work of fiction. The exactly totally no way on earth and ignore just the colonies of germs on those like porter potty seats. No, cool. but see, it instilled a healthy fear of not wanting to be on the porta potty. So you should be happy for the fact that I avoid those additional germs. All right. Next time I want to teach you a lesson, I'm just going to terrify you with some movie that has a slasher death scene concern. Good, and, and then I'm going to put a snake in your toilet and see how you feel. It's pretty creepy, man. You sit down, you think you're safe, and then it's all over. You got bites. Not if I put a snake in your toilet first. You got to come over to my house first. Woo. All right, Aaron, <laughs> take us out of this podcast. Yeah, take us take us away. Take, take us out of this podcast. I, I got a pet store to visit and then a friend's house. 
I will I will take us out of this podcast after I give one last fact about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. This may I mean you guys may already know this. I didn't know it until a few years ago. That movie was actually directed by Tim Burton. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure yeah, did. I figured. I figured you might have known the, the, it. What about you, Mike? Do you know that fact? I did. I don't focus on it, but I know Tim Burton made just a ton Tim of movies. Burton. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, so what are some changes you guys would make? What are some petitions petitions that you guys would like to create on Change.org to have? Maybe they want to have that podcast that talks about the people that want the people who want Rotten Tomatoes shut down to stop podcasting. Yeah, that could be. If you want to start a petition to shut down banter banter, you know, it'll hurt our feelings. Change.org. Shut down banter banter now. Comma, Aaron is a racist. These guys are complete... (laughs) jerk holes and well i'm gonna start a petition to shut down the petition to shut down banter banter counter counterpoint i'm hanging up (laughs) all right well thanks again for joining us for another episode we'll see you guys next time be good or be good at it don't be on fire whatever this aggro crag of an episode was please put me out of my misery You can reach the host of Banter Banter on Twitter. You can find Aaron at 8BitWizard. The 8 is Roman numerical. At Brogar, C-R-E, for Manny. You can find me on Twitter at Mike8Time, the number 8. You can also email us at BanterBanterCast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at BanterBanterCast. The opening and closing theme is called Making Me Nervous by Brad Sucks off of his album titled I Don't Know What I'm Doing. Consider buying it. We appreciate your support and listenership and we'll see you guys next time. I hope I at least get a Titus laugh out of that. Maybe. Uh, 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 I'll I'll splice uh, one in. Uh, Oh, thank you. That's so polite.